0: So Pick asked me before I came up here, he said, What are you going to talk about? I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out. The uh no, the uh one thing that 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 I've heard two teachers in my life say this. One was Bob Warren, one was Rusty Kennedy, and that was don't believe anything I say, but go home and dig it out and check it out. And if there's something that I say that's wrong, come back and tell me. And one thing I've learned from those guys too is that scripture is Relevant, as Shelly had shared with us, Shelly Speckman, a few weeks ago, had said up here. And that that word just resonated with me so much. Because, again, I just think that we encourage each other with Scripture. There's a lot of people in this room I talk to throughout the week and text throughout the week. And usually what we're talking about is we're talking about different verses of Scripture. We're talking about Jesus. It's the only thing in my life that makes sense. The world doesn't make sense. And there's this verse that just is kind of like the theme for today. And just so you know, today is really is going to be more about you. <laughs> just so you know. the Because uh, I'm going to ask to hear some, about some different verses that are on your heart, your favorite verse. So be prepared, because if you all go quiet, I know a lot of these names out here. I will call on you. The... Uh, but Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And that's not just initial faith. That's faith to walk on, right? We walk by faith. We live by faith. So it's not just John three sixteen. I got a ticket out of hell into heaven, right? Our faith continues to grow, and we continue to learn how to live and operate in these earth suits that we have. Where we've been made into new creations, but we're trapped in these earth suits, and we've got flesh and other things that just kind of can make this world just can be a cumbersome place to 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 function the um but if you're new to us i i i think that i hate to systematize theology but when we talk about identity here a lot and i i it's become a buzzword in christianity i would tell you that i systematize i do uh, this idea of identity And I think the first is really understanding forgiveness. The second step is understanding the power of sin. And the third is understanding rest. And the reason that I love the book of Romans is because it's a place where we can find unity in the body of believers. Uh, There's people in this room. I'll give you an example. Phil Tooley is a very good friend of mine. Our theology doesn't line up exactly. But when we get together and we talk about verses in there, there's just a joy between us. There's unity in those verses, right? We don't have to agree on everything. In too much of my life, I've used this identity theology as, as really just a hammer on people. Not good. It's not good. If it's not anchored in love, it's probably not of God, right? Nobody has to see it my way. Nobody has to see creation or end times my way. But I'll say this. I do think that there's a joy that we can all have in those verses, And as you go through there, and this is just a review for some of you, you'll see in in that first chapter, it calls you a saint. You're a saint. I hope you own that. I really do. And I can't make you own that. There's nothing anybody can say to you. That's something that you come to a realization with God and ask him about that. If the idea of you being a sinner, if that just rolls off your tongue, really question yourself because I'll show you there's 60 verses in the scriptures to say that you're a saint. But how often do we hear people say, well, I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner, or we're all just sinners, or this is just a place for sinners? No, and that's not a prideful thing. All the glory to God. He made you into a saint the moment you accepted Christ. This thing was never about behavior. You didn't come into this thing on your good behavior. You don't get kicked out of this thing by behavior. Right? It's a birth question. Right, if you're born again, right, you're a saint. And if you are born again, you are forgiven. One thing Kevin Willers taught me is we talk a lot about forgiveness in Christianity, we really limit the word salvation. Right? If we just focus on forgiveness, somehow we have this tendency to go back to behavior. This isn't about behavior. It's a birth question. Being born again, what you one of the benefits of that is forgiveness is part of it, but that's not the only part. Right. Mike and Shannon, they're going to have Angelina Ballerina is going to be born. When what's the due date for Angelina Ballerina? July 5th. The uh if you don't know Shannon used to be a ballerina and she's going to have a little baby. The uh she'd be born into their family. Right? It's a birth question. She's going to be their baby forever. She could someday change her name and run away, but she'll always be their child. I hope that doesn't happen. Right? But the, I just, again, I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. That is, is just an incredible couple. If you don't know Mike and Shannon, the, Mike has got this handlebar mustache. He's the sweetest cat you'll ever meet in your lives. Absolute wonderful, wonderful man. The, uh, so as you move through that, right? So you're a saint. You've been forgiven. You get into something like Romans chapter 7. It talks about the power of sin. Do you grasp that? Do you understand there's a battle going on in your mind all the time? And it's not a civil war. There's a battle going on in your mind. It's not a civil war. There is a battle, but it's you and the Holy Spirit versus the power of sin. And the power of sin is going to use first-person pronouns to try to deceive you. Great, great deceiver. When you understand that, it doesn't mean you're going to win every battle. It just, at least now you've got Satan's playbook, and you know how he's going to try to trip you up. As you move through that, too, we understand flesh. And probably the, the best description I've heard from this, I, I think the, Kevin had really articulated this well. He said it's techniques, it's coping techniques that we've all come up with, good or bad, to try to hack our way through this life. When you understand flesh and see flesh, what we've done in our own life, good or bad flesh, good or bad habit patterns we've created to try to hack our way through this life. When we see that in ourselves and we realize that, we also can see it in others. And there's not, we're not making a comparison, but you understand where a lot of people come from and where a lot of that flesh can be built from. And I think it creates an empathy for others. We've all got something. We've all got something. Right? I don't know what everybody's struggling with, but I find a lot of times Christians will rally around particular sins that they does not impact them at all. And they rail against those particular sins as if they are the ultimate. No, it's just flesh. Jesus said, "I came that they'd have life and have it abundantly." He didn't say, "I came that they'd stop sinning." He wants you to live, right? This is not a behavior modification program. It's life. He wants us to live, and as we live, we are going to sin. It's going to happen. But this thing, it's not about flogging ourselves or going through a three day redemption program and beating ourselves up or a purgatory or something else that we create in our own minds. Right? He wants us to live. Right? Just as I think it's easy too when, you know, I've got children. I want my kids to live. I know they're going to make mistakes. I know that. But I want my kids to live. I don't want them to behave. I want them to live. And that's where, you know, Moving on from that, I, you get into like Romans 8 and condemnation. Understand that yeah, you know, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So when you hear those condemning your thoughts in your head, know where that came from. That's not of God. It's not of God. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, I am. Before Abraham, I am. Remember in the garden when he said, I am, and all the soldiers fell down? You think any of them are like, what, what just happened? He said, I am. I am lives in you. It's not about your past. There's nothing there, right? He's about right now, right? There's anxiety in the future, right? And we're moving forward, but it's about right now. And if you have these fears in your head and things like that, I think a lot of times, I've been talking to Keith about this lately, and he pointed out something I thought was very interesting. This idea of when we talk about fear, a lot of times we'll talk about my fears. Be careful about calling it my fears. Be very careful of where those fears are coming from. Where are those anxieties coming from? I don't think they're of God. And I'll tell you this too. I don't think they're yours. I think it's anxiety of the future. And guess what? That's covered in Romans eight twenty-eight. Right? God works all things together for good for those who love the Lord. If I spend my life into a ditch, if I do that... God's like, I'll take it from here. I am will take it from right here. If somebody else spends your life into a ditch, I am will take it from right there. Sometimes we put ourselves in the ditch. Sometimes other people put us in the ditch. Sometimes this fallen world will just put us in the ditch. We can't find a person to even point a finger at. It happens. This is hard. It's really hard, right? And we've got loved ones around us and friends around us, so we see, see others going through this right? It's difficult. It's very Life is, is really hard. And praise God that we've got him to guide us through this. The ultimate then is rest, right? In the battles, in the good times, rest is available to us. It doesn't mean idleness. It means that there's an abundant life for us all the time. He will fight through us in the good times and the bad times. And all the glory to God for that. Right. So I'm not preaching. I'm asking you, what do you want? Right. And again, this is not, not, I don't, don't take this that I'm, this is not a, uh, uh, it's not a hammer on you. What do you want? Why are you here? What do you want from Christ? What do you want out of this life? And I would tell you what I've seen, just being an unbeliever in my younger days and being a believer, I've always wanted the same thing. I'm convinced the world, everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody wants the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Galatians 5, 22, 23, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Everybody wants that your friends who are believers, your friends who aren't believers. Everybody wants that. How are we going to help share that with others? I think it's going to be through the word. I really do. I think it's going to be through the word and through encouragement. People are going to see that fruit in you. And I've said this before, standing up here on this stage, it's not an altar. Phil Tooley taught me that this is not an altar. This is a stage. I see these faces, right? I know a lot of the hurt in this room. I know a lot of it. I know a lot of the hurt. And for those I don't know specifically, I can imagine the hurt that's in this room. How are we going to encourage each other to come out of that and to live? Right? Cause it's a battle and it can drag us down. There's a battle going on. And I think it's through encouragement. And I think people are encouraged when they see fruit in other people's lives. Right? Many of you here, when I see, I just smile. You know, Pat walks in this morning, right? I just look at Pat and smile. Right? Because there's joy that just comes out of them. And it's not Pat's joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit that's part of Pat, just Pat being Pat. Right? People want that. They're curious about that. Not curious about behavior modification. They want to know you've got something. I know you didn't pay for it, right? This joy that you've got, how'd you get it? Where'd you find that? So we encourage each other, right? With verses and things like that. So I want to ask you, what verse is on your heart? What's your favorite verse? What's on your mind right now? Could be a word, could be a verse. What have you got? I want to hear it. This is the time for audience participation. Like I said, I will call you out. I will absolutely call you out. Jim, these are live, correct? The DJ, the, uh, what's that? You don't need a microphone. Okay. Okay. good so this is dave giacomo if you don't know dave now you do the uh i tell you dave is a neighbor of mine we uh, is we we've now been he's been coming to study now for for a few years dave got baptized maybe a year and a half ago a couple years ago the uh i his faith has just accelerated it's been so neat to see and again dave is just one of the most gregarious people that you'll ever meet but the uh yeah, so that's that is uh Dave Giacomo. The uh, who else? Who else has a verse? Phil Tooley. I can hear you. All right. <laughs> we're co-heirs the uh, so that is Phil tooley Josh can I ask you just I We're not looking for a eulogy, but could you describe Phil Tooley to the rest of us? (laughs) As Phil shrinks in his chair. I love it. I told you. Yeah, this could be a disaster. Jill's the patriarch of the Tuleys. Very good. The uh, Who's got a verse? I thought it was on another hand. Mr. Speckman. Galatians Amen. Uh, not I, but, uh, you me. um, that's something that I've kind of latched on to because I'm not a new Christian. Um, but I feel like now I'm a real Christian because before I didn't really grasp or understand me what it really meant. Because I did it did, um, but I've had a change of heart recently, and I i don't know, I have this image that follows me around for my whole life, mm-hmm. and so I try to think of that person as much as I can to walk in and with them, rather than portraying my old self. Yeah. I guess act like Christian through my example. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to my example of her words anymore. Yeah. They uh this Dale and Shelley Speckman, if you don't know them, I got to see Dale speak a few weeks ago at a at a men's retreat. When Dale spoke, he spoke so highly of his wife. I cannot tell you how encouraging it is to a Christian man to hear somebody speak so highly of their wife when he was done speaking it was really to see the two of them together is just it's just an encouragement to the rest of us so it is just it is it was just neat to hear that and the shelly can you tell can you tell us about dale <laughs> please don't please don't Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. Very good. Very good. Who else has a verse? Daniel. And the part that was uh, i going in the district but was the uh, great God I am what I am. Because of where I came from what I grew up in. And how uh, I got to this was how well, I got great. Uh, and then the part that I struggled with was part of Paul says, You know, i labor laid more than all. Um, and, and you know, that comes a lot like work. And that didn't connect with me very well because I didn't understand it. But when I, Got to understand the last part of the verse. It, it made the whole tent. The whole thing, it wasn't him that did the work, it was God works through him. So to your point about rest, if you can understand that we rest and let God work through us, uh, that point is it, it, it just take care of itself. Amen. That's Dan Ludke, if you don't know Dan. First time I met Dan, we were cleaning toilets, and what was that camp? What were we, Vicky? what was that is there, uh the genie. Uh, what was that camp down in Seymour Spring Hill camp Dan and I were cleaning toilets down in spring hill camp he's whistling he like like <laughs> like he was a dwarf it was he was just having a ball, just a great time, and it was nasty they've been i was this is like the first before summer camps even started we're cleaning out these bathrooms and to hear that verse, right, the Popeye verse, "I am what I am," is of course. It sounds like it must be his life verse. He lives that way. The uh, Stacy, Stacy, can I put you on the spot to describe Dan for us? Tell us about Dan. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Amen. that's Dan Ludke. he uh who's got a verse is it the uh oh pick You had the arm out there. I thought was okay. Yeah. Amen. He dwells in you. The uh care, I won't do that to you. But Chloe, I'm gonna do this to you. Miss Chloe, can you describe Chris Pickerel to the rest of us? <laughs> it can be one word too, honey, if you're if you're shy. Picks a caring man, he is. The, uh, I'm a big fan of your dad. The uh, who's got a verse, Robert. Yeah. Amen. And he calls you a friend. The uh, Robert, help me with the proper pronunciation of your last name, Baldonado. Baldonado. And is it Haley? Okay. And then the little one, Charlotte. Charlotte okay. Okay. The uh, Robert's a friend of Jesus. They are okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. The uh, who's got one? Oh, here we go. Mr. Salvo. Psalm 34. 18, okay. The Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted. And how did that finish? And saves those lost in, in spirit. Okay. The uh, Danny, can you tell us all about Mr. Salvo? Leah can you can you stand up please Leah, please stand up and look Leah, I want you to look at these faces out here look at these faces be encouraged this is Leah DeSalvo. Salvo Dean, I mean to interrupt you please Leah look at these faces please <laughs> be encouraged be encouraged go ahead, Danny. The uh. This is Leah DeSalvo and Danny and, and Katie Ann. If you don't know their family, it is one of love. It is a family of love. So just flows out of there. So Miss Michelle. Okay. Amen, amen. Praise God. I don't. Where's Chad? Where's Chad? Chad, the uh, Chad, tell us about Miss Michelle. Well, Miss Michelle amen. <laughs> the uh, usually the wonderful kids up here, and they are those kids. They just absolutely just wonderful family. Love Jesus. Praise God. Josh. Because you are a fireman. Amen. There was Psalm twenty seven. The uh, Josh uh, Malin. Josh, as he mentioned, is a fireman here in town. And and uh, and Miss Tammy, you guys got married now? Is it two, three months ago? How long has it been? November. Okay, very good. Tammy, can you share a word about Josh for us? Ha, 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 Good. Very good. Yeah. Don, Miss Dawn. Where's that where come from? Not from the Lord. That's right. Amen. That's Dawn Pruitt. That's Troy Pruitt in front of her. The uh, Troy, can we put you on the spot to share a word about Miss Dawn? <laughs> um, I would say, watching her, she needs the first- I like two things that like way. Uh, I wouldn't uh, say it's just a lot of I probably I bring home. Uh, I go and hardly still. I go and and I work like I do pretty well. Uh, I don't I put <coughs> So so that's Troy Pruitt. Sometimes I just call him Troy Pruitt Ministries or TPM. The, uh, but, Don, I want you to know, I never separate the two of you. When I talk about Troy Pruitt Ministries, that is, it's uh, that whole family. I know how much the, to- the time that Troy puts into other people helping others. I know that is time is coming from your family as well, too. I don't separate that. That is Troy Pruitt Ministries is that entire home. So the wonderful, wonderful family. I was talking to Luke Dunnick this past week, and Luke and Luke was bragging about you. The uh, he was talking about how oftentimes you know, like we have this ministry, we don't think much about it with the kids, but then they have another ministry right now, just where they're actually working together. He was just talking about how neat it is to be in this ministry right now with his wife, and there again, I, I just think that the men, I will say this to you, boys, if you're listening. If you're dating a boy, I'd be happy to talk to him. There's a calling on your life. And I'm sorry, but you've been called to a deeper level of submission. You have been, right? This isn't something just about bravery or courage, right? You love your wife the way Christ loves the church. This whole world right now, there's a struggle in the world right now. There's a hierarchy they're creating. They're looking at this org chart of the world, and everybody's fighting to be on top. That's the world. Expect that. We're always going to have that. But Christianity, that is flipped. That org chart's flipped. And who's at the bottom? Christ is at the bottom. He came here, right? He washed feet. He died on a cross for us. For us. So where the world wants to be at the top of the org chart, right? Christianity, that whole thing is flipped. Flipped. And I'm sorry, men, there's a call in our lives to be better at that and to be deeper in a deeper level of submission. This isn't about mutual submission. And if we can be in it for what others get out of it, that's what Jesus came here and demonstrated. One thing Bob Warren used to talk about is the principle of the cross been around since eternity. That all parts of the Trinity since eternity past have been in relationship for what the other ones gets out of it. Jesus went to the cross for what the Father got. What did the Father get? The Father got a family. You know, The Spirit got a temple. The Father accepted the sacrifice because what Jesus got, Jesus got a body. The Spirit gets a temple. They're always constantly in it for what the other one gets out of it. If we can be in our relationships for what the other ones get out of it, right? all the glory to God. I don't think you could flesh that out on your own. I would never tell anybody in the world this. Never. They, they, they can't do it. It's not even an option for them. The best they could try to do is create a nirvana here on earth. They can't it's not going to work. It won't work. The spirit of God dwells within you, right? And the, since the very first fruit of the spirit is love, they all flow out from there. So, let him reign in your life, right? And encourage others and the uh just yesterday, uh, Abby Dolbeer graduated uh, yesterday from IU, and I stopped by their house for uh, uh, just to, to say hello. And the, um, I was driving home, and I called Kirsten. And Kirsten, how was it? And I go, you know, one thing, I love Kim Dolbeer. If you don't know Kim, she usually sits up here. She's very quiet. And I said to Kirsten, I go, I always used to think that Kim was just quiet. I never understood the complexities of her sense of humor or her love for animals. Right. That she's you go in her house and she, first she thinks she told me yesterday, she goes, out oh, James, he's already bitten three people today. She got this little chihuahua, this little angry James Franco. And there's other dogs. I didn't know there's there's more dog, angry dogs in there than cats and but she loves animals. She loves these. And she's got this incredible sense of humor, right? I, I know. Everybody has their own sense of humor. She has one of the most unique, incredible sense of humor that I know. And you better pay attention because she'll straight face. She will shred you. And if you're not looking, you don't even know. Stealth funny. Stealth funny. But she's wonderful. And I used to think she was quiet, just misunderstood her, right? I think a lot of times we can see it. A lot lot of times we're misunderstood, right? We've got kids, our children are misunderstood, right? Right? But we understand our kids. And I say that to say this. God understands you. If you think sometimes the world doesn't get me, he gets you. If people around you at work or at school or wherever you might be, if you feel like they don't get me, God gets you. And maybe you've heard this before. You know he loves you. But know this, too. He likes you. If you ever think you're laughing to yourself, he gets you. He's laughing, too. He gets it. He loves you and he likes you. So I just really, I just, I can't tell you, I just, I love this. I love hearing from all of you. Encourage others, right? Let it be anchored in love. Use verses, use a word, a word of encouragement, right? There's an abundant life to be had and all the glory to God for it, Right? But again, just this this perspective of seeing these faces, there's a there's a life to be had, right? An abundant life. We know it's not easy. We know there's a lot of pain in here. The uh, but be encouraged. And I thank you so much for this day, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this day. Thank you for these people who love you. And as Robert said, these are your friends. We are friends of yours. It's incredible. It just seems wow we just knew that you loved us it seemed like such from such a distance but now we know that you love us and that you dwell within us and lord just let us understand the depths of that and that you'll never leave us you'll never forsake us and lord this is uh, you you make this life sweet and lord just we just pray we keep our eyes on you And Lord, we just pray for further revelation of what it means to live by your life and all to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.